Hello, 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 listeners. Welcome back to the Backed Backlog podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and with me, with me as always, is my co-host, Lindsay. Woohoo! to be talking about um uh, virtual pets whether it be in games or my favorite tamagotchis i'm an avid collector actually um so a little bit about that and then talking about games where you know you get to raise your own little pet or take care of something because i think those games are just so relaxing and they're generally pretty cute too um so they're some of my favorite just to kind of relax too Heck yeah. Um, I know a lot less about this, but I have in recent years picked up some LCD pet type things. And, you know, I definitely had some in my childhood. So I'm very interested in the topic. I think the ones you're talking about are really interesting because they're video game, like part of video games that I had. Like, it's not the video game itself necessary. It's like a virtual pet within a video game for some of them, I think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in that because I've never played the base, like the games that you're talking about. So I never even knew that that was a thing. Gotcha. Cool. So, uh, yeah, this past few weeks, I have been playing a bunch on the old Steam Deck and everywhere else, actually. I got to play some West of Loathing, and it is by far the funniest game I have ever played. It is so hilariously written. Um, it's kind of point-and-click adventure-y, but then it's also a turn-based RPG. Um, but it's so chill. Like, there's a hard mode if you want an actual challenge. Um, but I totally didn't. I just wanted to laugh my ass off. Um, and it's great. It's just a bunch of stick figures. It's um, based in the same universe, technically, as the old Kingdom of Loathing. Like, like Web 1.0 MMO. Um where, you know, there was an old, like, stick figure kingdom and you could be silly classes like the Pasta Mancer. Uh, West of Loathing is a console Steam traditional game, um, like Unity a game, I think. Um, and it's a bunch of stick figures in the Wild West, uh, very weird West. And I played classes like the Cow Puncher. Uh, actually, actually, so the cow puncher was my second playthrough. I played through as a snake oiler the first run through. <laughs> yes, exactly. It oh. is so funny. Yeah, though the snake oiler has is like adept in guns, but also has like poison stuff. And like you start off with like a a, a snake whip, like you whip a snake at someone to poison them. It's hilarious. Um, I did crazy stuff like. Uh, I found like a silver plater and he would silver plate anything. And I was like, well, he's like, I can silver plate your gun. And I'm like, yeah, what else you got? What else you got? What else you got? Silver At the end, he's like, I, he's like, I can silver plate your tongue. And I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> he's like, all right, 2000 meats. The money is meats. Um, so I paid him my 2000 meats to silver, silver plate my tongue. And then it was like, you then promptly ask for your money back. And he agrees because you're now silver tongued. Ah, I get it. <laughs> it I get is it. Crazy funny. It is so good. 
Um, you, uh, I, I, that's good. <laughs> I just can't recommend it enough. I just can't recommend it enough. Um, I yeah. I also I also picked up on the on the PS5 a little bit of Ollie Ollie World. I have not beaten it, um, but I, I think love you played that. I loved the so Ollie Ollie. I think they came out with a version of it for the 3DS that I vaguely... Uh, yeah, the 3DS yeah. that I vaguely remember. Uh, I forget what the original two were called, but there were two, you know, indie skateboarding games where your ollies, uh, your, like your your kickflips and such, were all based on the thumbstick instead of like the jump instead of a jump button, um, and they were pretty good, but they were definitely wicked hard. Um, Ollie Ollie World is like this nice like glow up. Um, like imagine if the first two Ollie Ollies were like Mario Bros and Mario Bros 3, Ollie Ollie World is definitely the Mario Bros world of, of, of the skateboarding game here. Uh, like it's got a cool story. It's got a great self shaded art style. It's a lot easier, more approachable. Um, one of my favorite things is that like all of the skateboard sounds come out of the, the, the dual sense controller speaker. So like you can just hear all like the, the grinding sounds and the truck sounds um just all coming from from the controller under your hand it, it feels cool it feels really nice um i'm having a lot of fun with that um and i think the last thing i gotta mention is i i, I got my playdate came in my playdate by panic um panic are the guys who made untitled goose game uh and oh couple, i didn't know that yeah and a couple they made a couple other things um like a mac app of some sort I that was pretty popular um yeah, they just decided that they wanted to, like, make a hardware. <laughs> That's so they, really they, cool. They partnered with Teenage Engineering. Um, and you might recognize Teenage Engineering products at, like, uh, I think it's Ikea that has a bunch of uh, products designed yeah, by Teenage Engineering. Um, like, it's a Swedish company, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it's just this adorable little yellow handheld that like I put my Steam Deck and the Playdate next to each other, and it's hilarious, right? Because like <laughs> one's just like humongous, like a switch on steroids, and this is like the tiniest, the tiniest like candy bar phone you have ever had. Yeah. Um, and it has a crank, and like no, the crank is absolutely not to charge it. It is a gameplay mechanic. It is a new analog control, and I love that. Like I missed the days of going to the arcade and having like the rollerball games yeah. and. So, like, this is just, like, another thing that, like, um, the game that I played, so so you get two games every week on from the moment you activate it, and that's the season one of games. Um, so you get two games on every week until you get 24. And the first couple games that were unlocked, um, there's, a like, a surfboarding game, which is all right. It's kind of arcadey and, like, fun for a, a distraction. The other one's, like, a little, like... Game Boy styled RPG where you're this dude who moves to town and like everyone in town's obsessed with taking photos of birds. Um, it's called Casual Birder. And you take your camera out and you have to take pictures of birds and you use the crank to focus the camera. And it's absolutely wicked cute and wicked fun. And I'm having. Very cute. Oh, and the other game I picked up for it because you can buy or download games from itch and just sideload it. Um, by throwing like the file onto the side loading web page on your account because um, you, you download all the games from, from the internet to it um, is called bloom um, bloom has got to be like by and away the the standout game for me on this device uh, I mean we'll see when I get more games but um, it's just this adorable visual novel 
where you're this uh, college age, well, you're this Japanese girl who like quits college to start a flower shop and you're texting your girlfriend and you're texting your parents and you're paying for rent and you turn the crank to go up the elevator to the top of the building and you have a little flower garden and you gotta grow flowers you gotta plant them and water them to make money and um the story progresses by like you saving it putting the game away and then like coming back in like half an hour so like you'll go through a bunch of conversations and then there'll be nothing and you're like oh i gotta put it away and then you leave it alone and you just walk away and then later on you just pull it out and you're like hey i wonder if there's new updates oh yeah the story progressed um so it's a great little like put down and pick up game but like it's meant for you to play it in little snackable bites yeah um you you can't like just rush through it there's no speed running bloom <laughs> so it's a pretty chill um game so yeah that was a lot i definitely played a lot over the the weeks here <laughs> on the i have absolute other side of the spectrum i have not um i did finish out somewhat the cycle frontier um beta I did stop playing it, not because I didn't like it, but because I, I knew it was just going to be reset. And I'm like, I really don't want to, like, grind it just to have everything. Like, it's going to have seasons anyway. And, like, I don't mind at the end of a season everything being wiped. But I just, I wasn't going to put the time into it. Um, oh, and I was incorrect about Escape from Tarkov. The game developers are Russian, but the game is based in... Um, the UK and London, I think. So it doesn't look like it's going to be shut down, probably. Oh, um, that's a nice thing. But yeah, we were gonna th we were thinking about playing that, but they just started like, I don't remember what the update was, but it was like it made it more hardcore and harder for newer people to like get in and play. Oh. Um, and so I haven't touched that. Um, but I have a couple of people from the gaming community I'm a part of that we've been playing Fortnite. Um, which is, I, I've always only played solos, so I've been playing like singles and I'm sorry, um, duos and trios on a pretty regular basis. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I mean, my friends, um, that I've been playing with, she's like very methodical and like, you know, we're going to go from point A to point B and I'm just like throwing fire grenades <laughs> just to, <laughs> I don't mean to be a chaos gremlin, but I am at heart. Um, so I've been playing that and it's been a lot of fun. Like the game gets a lot of flack, but it, it really is a quality game and I've, I've really been enjoying it. That's cool. So, That's it's, awesome. It's like a comfort game too. Cause it's like, not like, I don't care if I lose. It's not like, I think that's the the problem that I was having with like psycho frontier or Tarkov is like what you, you have, you have to gear up and like, if you die, like you lose that, Yeah. <laughs> you, you lose your stuff. Oh, um, but with like, you know, things like Fortnite and, um, uh, you know other battle royale games you just pick up what you find and i think i like that a lot better yeah it's a little more it's a little more roguelike honestly where like your starting point is the same every time kind of well for for fortnite you can you jump out where you want to go no oh, okay and then like the circle closes from there i don't remember how I, I literally am blanking on all of it. I played others. I just can't um Apex. I don't remember how Apex does. I haven't played that in a while. And um PUBG is the same way you like go in in an airplane. Mm. Um 
Oh, I wanted to mention um, an update on the Anacrusis. I did finally get around to having a buddy play that with me again, and they have a hundred percent been working on it and updating the game and actually making it better. Uh, we did not have the lag problems we had before. They added like two new episodes. Like we had a blast. Is it uh, still early release or did they fully release it? I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I, okay, I think it's fair. still early access, but like, cause they they don't have all the episodes out yet. Um, so maybe they're waiting until then, but like jump in now, like, cause they'll probably raise the price again before like before oh, that's a good the, point. the final launch right um yeah and it's like it's fun now and like they put little goals for you to unlock stuff like i unlocked a bunch of cosm uh, a couple cosmetics from just doing like the goals it's like hey you need to use this grenade on 15 15 times or beat episode two or whatever and like so i unlocked some sweet cosmetics um cool yeah so it was wicked fun i'm glad that i picked it up again and that it's still um good and like getting better so good 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 yeah and i guess with that we are hopping right on into our main topic heck yeah <laughs> tiny pets on tiny the pets go. on the go um <laughs> so i'm going to be talking mostly about tamagotchis japan has a ton of like other like non-tamagotchi like odd pets um that are i mean they've been around just as long some of them are really really crazy and some of them are also very expensive, especially some of the older ones that are, like, sought after by collectors. Mm. Um, like, Bandai made one called uh, what is Magical Witches, and it's this really cute, like, it's shaped like a storybook. And, like, there's, I think, three different colors, and you get to, like, raise a little witch. But they go for, like, five or $600 plus. <laughs> like, they're so expensive. Um you know, so there's a lot of like little pets like that, but there's just too many to talk about. So um, I'm pretty much just going to uh, concentrate on Tamagotchis. One, because they're my favorite. Um, and two, it's the one, as, as a collector, it's the one I own the most versions of. So, um, so the Tamagotchi was first released in 1996, but they're still being released. Uh, the newest versions are... They've been coming out with a lot of nanos, which are just they're they're kind of like there's less features, I guess. Like they're kind of light, like Tamagotchi light. But the thing is, is even though they're easy to take, I mean, I like them because they are easy to take care of. But they're coming out with different like intellectual properties, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, oh yeah, but, I've so, seen. I think I've seen some of those. Yeah, they're everywhere. Like I mean, I saw the Pac Man one at GameStop recently. Um, and those have global releases. There's a couple that are um, only like Bandai Premium Japan, but like you can still get them easily-ish enough. Um, mm. The next version, newest one, is called the Tamagotchi Pix. And it is, I mean, it, it has the same functionalities as like some of the, the older color Tamagotchis. Um, but it like, you, it clicks and it'll take pictures, which is really cute. Um so, like, in order to unlock certain things, like, you have to take pictures of a certain color and it unlocks things. Um, that's an English-only version. And then um, a Japanese, the newest Japanese-only release is the Tamagotchi Smart, which comes on a little watch. You can get little different, um, oh, like, 
cards to put it like it comes out of the watch too yeah, yeah, yeah. um i think the watches are honestly kind of flimsy <laughs> i don't think i would trust it uh, they, to not fall removable. out yeah um and then you can get the little they're called smart cards and they have like different characters and items on them i think they're six or seven now ish i don't remember how many there are now um, but those are still coming out like the the latest one came out like last month or something like that um, I actually just started mine up for the first time um, at the beginning of the week, and it's been—it definitely runs different than any of the other ones, but it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's been fun. The so the nanos, um, those have been like I guess I don't know. There's kind of a joke in the community that's like, "Oh God, it's another nano," but at the same time, <laughs> they're easy to take care of. They come out with so many IPs. Um, some of them are Hello Kitty, Evangelion, uh, BT21, which is like the chibi, like animal versions of um, BTS. Yeah, I've seen those a lot. I love the designs. I just like... I do too. I I really am not a huge K-pop and I don't want people to be like, oh my God, you're a fan of this K-pop. I'm like, I just like the character. It's just a cute I mean, you can thing. just like the characters because I, I do listen to K-pop, but I don't like listen. Like, I'm not an avid BTS fan. Like, I like them. <laughs> But like I like the care, like I like the little chibi characters. Oh my um, god, so, they're super cute. Um, Pac-Man, Demon Slayer, R2D2 one is really cute. Common Rider, and uh, they came out with an Eevee one too. Best. Yeah, uh, the Eevee one's actually pretty hard to find. Can that um, one does? Is it just Eevee, or does it like at a certain no, point evolve? Oh yeah, it evolves into any of the um the evolutions. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, it's so and like there's like two different shells for like different color shells for it. Mm -hmm. um, I it's one of the ones that I regret not buying both of at the time because they're really hard and really expensive to come by now. So and and they were more expensive at the time anyway because like normally they retail at like I don't know like fifteen to twenty five dollars depending on the version. Like the I saw one for twelve dollars. The uh, Pac Man one for twelve dollars. Oh but, yeah, I um, see the. Is that the Pac-Man one that you can find at like every store around? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. I don't think that one sold that well because it's also the one I see the most on sale. Um, <laughs> I think they just like, flooded the market with them. I think they did too, but like um, the Demon Slayer ones are around like twenty twenty five dollars. Yeah. The Eevee one I paid. I don't. I think I paid like twice as much for that. Maybe not twice, but it was expensive and it was hard to find. Even when it first came out. So the prices have just gone way up since. Yeah. Um, so the vintage Thomas, they're actually not my favorite. I okay. don't like the V1 and the V, the P1 and the P2, which are like the first two versions of the Tamagotchi that were released. I think they're really hard to take care of. I think they're miserable. <laughs> um, like I own a couple for like collector's purposes. Sure. Remade them. There's also a phone app. Um, but I don't like them. Like, I don't have fun with them. So they pretty much like just sit on a shelf. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I like the V pets that like, don't, don't die or get sick. Yeah. I <laughs> actually, I had, um, Giga pets as a kid. I did not like, Ta I still don't like the original Tamagotchis. Yeah. I think they're a pain in the butt to raise. Um, like you really have to keep an eye on them. Otherwise they die. Okay. Okay. I have a quick question. <laughs> of course. Did you see turning red? I haven't yet, no, but there do you, was... Um, do you know which model that I, is? 
<laughs> it's not. It's just, it's its own thing. Okay, okay. It's just inspired. It's just inspired by, yeah, it's not an actual, like, version. Um, because Bandai owns some of the, like, because they've come out with, like, Disney collaborations in the past. So yeah. I don't know if they'll, like, make one. Um, oh, that's be- a, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Well, so Star Wars is owned by Disney now. They came out with a R2-D2 Tamagotchi. They've done Twisted Disney Twisted Wonderland, which is like a, a mobile game. Um, they're coming out with Kingdom Hearts Tamagotchis. Nice. So I'm hoping... Me, and there was one um, version. There was like an add-on to a Tamagotchi that was Disney-themed. So, I mean, it could happen. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, so uh, as a total noob to, to mm-hmm. Tamagotchi, so these newer ones are like a lot easier to take care of. They are less needy. The the nanos, yes. The color Tamagotchi, I think in general, yeah. Because um, they, they're still coming out with color Tamagotchis too. And they have been since like 2000, I, I don't remember the year. Um, maybe like 2000. I don't remember what year the Color Plus came out. That was the first one. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, they've done like a lot of uh, like Japanese pop culture stuff in the past. Like there's an older, like a vintage Tamagotchi that's based off of like a TV show. Um, there's another one that was the Hanaruchi, the Tamaoch, which is the, it was based on a Japanese actress, but I don't, I don't remember the name of. Um there was a version of the Color Plus, which was the first color Tamagotchi that was based on the band Exile, which is like a Japanese boy band, <laughs> rock band kind of thing. Um, and then recently they released a Tamagotchi Spark Dizu, which is like a Japanese K- uh, a Japanese K-pop band, a Japanese J-pop band, <laughs> or, uh, group, girl group. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um. So, and there's a lot of, like, vintage ones. Um, I mean, they came out with an angel, a devil, a Santa, Mothra. Yeah. Um, so they, oh they my did God. a lot. I love Mothra so much. That is my I do too. favorite kaiju in the whole I, pantheon. Yeah, mine too. I love <laughs> Mothra. Um, I own that, but like I was telling you before, I, I can't really run it because the back screw oh. is stripped and I can't, like, I can't, I can't use it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> So what are your favorite Tamagotchis that you have? Or so in general, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, the Tamagotchi Connections. They, I actually bought one when I was in high school. Um, and those came around out between like 2004. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2004 to 2009. There's about eight versions. Um, they're all English. There are like Japanese versions of some of them too. Um not all of them. Like, there's uh, a Japanese music star, which was a Tamagotchi connection, which was, like, based around music. I don't... There wasn't a Japanese release for that, but some of them are interchangeable. Um, they had connectivity to other Tamagotchis, I think. There was a website you could, like, play games on and... That's way um, cool. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the ones you could do that for, but there's a lot of fun shells. Um, like, they, they're the way they look is super cute. So some of the shells are really sought after by collectors. Like one of my favorites is, um, it looks like a cookie. I don't own this one because okay. it's a million dollars, but it's <laughs> like, it looks like a like a cookie. Um, and it's just like a really cute chocolate chip cookie pattern on it. That's awesome. 
And then what I do own, it's like a surf scene. So it's got like a surfboard on it, a palm tree, and like the ocean in the background. Nice, nice. So I like that one. Some of them are more basic. Um, hmm. Oh, the other one I like, it has drum. The What's one of the music stars? It's blue and yellow and has drums on it and stars. And okay. I play the drums, so I like that one. Nice. Um, the Color Plus, I really like. That was the very first um, color Tamagotchi that they ever made. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty simple, um, mm. which is kind of what I like about it. But, like, the the screen is nice and big. Like, the, the characters are just, like, really, like, big and colorful. Um, plus, I like the Exile version because it's got the band members in it. So, that one's cute. Um, another favorite is called the Tamagotchi Peas. It came out, I think it was the, it was technically the third, trying to think. It came out after the Color Plus, like a, a few, like four or five models after it. Because mm. um, they they released a bunch of them. So the first one was the Color Plus, um, the ID and IDL, which are, they're fun. I just, I don't, they're not my favorite, but they're cute. Um, but, and the, the gameplay is pretty similar. Um, to the color plus, I think. Um, but then there's the for you and for you plus the peas. Then you get into like the the ones that have come out more recently, like the mixes, which started coming out in 2018, I think, 16. Okay. Um. So I mean, it's like a pretty big span from like you know the past decade. But the Tamagotchi peas is a really popular one in general. Like I think I own three of them. And like they're they're just really simple looking. Like they're all like some um, Tamagotchis have like really crazy face plates, but the peas are just very simplistic. They're one color generally. Um, they have like little kind of um, like diamondy looking things on them, and they have like a hole, like a socket in the top that you can put what's called pierce in. Um, to add like extra characters and stuff. So it's like, it's just really aesthetic looking because like oh. each pierce looks different. Yeah. Um, like there's one that looks like a crown. There's one that's like a big bow. Um, there's one that's like Sanrio characters, Disney characters. Um, so this is like a little like um, cartridge with some sort of aestheticness on the outside. It looks like an earring, like a, just kind oh. of a thick earring. So okay. it's, got, it's got like a, a thick kind of usb looking plug but it's not like it's but it's shallow and so you pop it into the the top of the tamagotchi and you can use the like download the information from it yeah um and it's it's really cute uh it's one of my favorites and you can also connect it to like phones and just download like different characters and different items for it so it's a I'm loving these, like, uh, those ones that can connect to each other and can connect yeah. to other devices and things. Like, I really dig that. Each other. Most of them connect to each other regardless. The four U's, um, which is another one of the ones I really like, are popular, too, because you can download different characters and different... Hmm. Um, oh, that's the one you can download different characters for. So... Um, you can still connect P's to a phone, but the four U's, the one that you can like get different characters and items on gotcha. using a phone so like you can connect two tamagotchis together and like what do they like have a meet cute like play date thing or something uh, or? some of them yeah um some of them just have a little play date with the mix and the meats they introduced um like gene 
genes essentially so you can like marry oh um, cool okay yep. like you can connect it to another tamagotchi you can marry that tamagotchi um you could marry in like the characters that already come loaded onto the the unit um or the mix and the uh, i'm sorry the meats and the yeah no <laughs> Mixed meat. There's so many of them. The the meats and the on, which is the the on is the English version of the meats, have phone connectivity. Well, the the meats did until they shut it down like last month, I think March. Um, about in March they shut it. They shut the Japanese app down, and the English app is getting shut down in August. But like right now, you can still go on. Like I could take my Tamagotchi on. That's like an adult. And find, like play a little like dating game in the app and like marry it off to something <laughs> that I like. Oh my god, that's, um, that's adorable. It's really cute. I like the mix and the meats a lot. Um, there's just they they came out with like a bunch of different versions. Like the Sanrio one's my favorite because I love Hello Kitty. Um, but there's like a like a sweets one that was like all like dessert themed. Um, you know, the characters they added look like little desserts. There was like a fantasy meets that looks like, um, like, you know, di- like, dis- uh, it's not Disney, but it's like, um, storybook characters. Okay. Yep. Um, and, uh, they've, I mean, they've come out with a bunch of them. I think I own, I think I own one of each probably because I have a problem. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem. You have a collection. I do. Luckily, it's like a like they're they're small, uh, so you can fit them. Like yeah, well, and the 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 like North American packaging for the on and the the picks is huge. Like needlessly, don't know why. So those <laughs> take up a lot of space, but everything else is like relatively like tucked away easily. Yep. Um. So I think those are all my favorites. I've. It's hard to choose just one, um, <laughs> but I the ones I've been playing the most are like the the meats and the on because I like the gene mixing. Um, so I really like those, and I just like the the characters and the the different um, the face plates for them. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, but as a collector, like the most coveted ones that I found. <laughs> Uh, like, and I don't like paying, like, I'm not one of those people that if I see something, like, I gotta, gotta buy it. Like, if it's too expensive, like, I absolutely won't buy it. Um, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever broken that exception. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. You gotta have your limits. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's a couple that I've paid. Like, I have a Tamagotchi P. It's the, um, actually, it's one of the coveted ones because it's, it's in the box. Um, it's the... I just forgot the name of it. The um, I can I can see it from here. I'm just trying to remember the name of it. Uh, the Dream Coffret okay. um, version. So it's like it basically got like a makeup theme. Um, and I that was one I had been looking for, and I didn't expect to find it in the box. And I I'd found one. Someone on one of the face groups Facebook groups was selling it, and I'm like, that was a little out of what I was expecting to pay, but like it wasn't. You know, it was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. So that that one I got and that one goes for a lot more now. So that one was a steal. Um, that's that's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, they came out with the Twisted Wonderland Nanos. Um, and I've, I've never played the. They actually did come out with the English version of the game. Um, hmm. But at the time, I think it was Japanese only. And you could only get these through Bandai Japan. 
on the like their premium website so they were hard to find you couldn't and they, they were kind of expensive too but then there was like a, a cup like a handful of different versions um but the artist uh who does the art for like who created the characters is the same artist that is that created black butler oh okay yeah. um so i had to have it so i <laughs> i got a couple of those um and i was really happy to do that um, I was tr- happy to track down those. Um, I have the Fate Extra Tamagotchi, the Extelagachi or whatever it's called. It was only, I have just the Tamagotchi because I, I got it through um, uh, a website, but it only came with the Fate Extella Celebration Box, which is like a 10th anniversary. Um, yeah, of like, the Fate it, series. Yeah, it was like the... Like to celebrate like ten years of the the anime. So um, so what is the? Is it like you're taking care of Saber or something? Or I don't actually I don't know if Saber's on it. I bought <laughs> it and I've never like it's still in the packaging. I haven't played that one. Fair I enough. know I don't know if if Saber is in Fate Extra because I. The, the, oh, I, I know nothing about that franchise. So, so it is totally the, fine. Yeah a lot of times each of the fate like games or like t- tv series anime series have their own like storyline some of them like a couple of them have the same characters just told from like different character perspectives but yeah. most of them are like different incarnations of that like so saber is the one you think of is like the i guess the most well known but there's like other sabers and i've only ever seen the um uh, Fate Unlimited Blade Works and the other one that's like the same storyline from a different perspective. Yep. So I don't know all of the ins and outs. So there's a lot of different characters. So, but I think I don't know if she's on it or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No. I I think the only I think everything I know about Fate I know from like listening to Garnt on the the Trash Taste podcast. <laughs> like that's it's like and it's it's like a lot and it's lot. confusing and it's yeah. totally totally not for me and i totally am fine with it being for other people <laughs> it is for me i just don't always want to read so I, I have a very short attention span and like i don't like just watch a show like i get up and like i move around so it's really hard for me to watch anything with subtitles mm, yep i understand um, sometimes i can sometimes i can't exactly and i just i haven't been able to recently so i'm definitely like i'm, I'm a trash dub washer watcher and i'm okay with it i, I love dubs i absolutely I just, love dubs. some of them are so bad but I, yeah oh for sure I, like a good dub. I i don't mind when things are bad <laughs> it's... i if it's meant to be bad like if you've ever seen the um the dub for ghost stories i own English that dub, dvd box set and i have oh lent it out God. to people i so... love <laughs> The first time I watched it, I was crying, laughing. I just, oh god, it was—it's so funny. Like it's, the, it's so early aughts, like South Park humor. It is, and not even like South Park. So it's amazing that I like that. But I just—I was crying, watching it the first time. Uh, uh well, so uh, any any more uh tamagotchis to, you'd like to mention before we start to branch out here i think just the tama there's a couple of korean tamag there's i think just two korean tamagotchis a nano and the tamagotchi sum um which i it, it's the same version as the meats and the on just korean but it has like really special face plates like they're just really um 
like unique looking. Yeah, that's cool. So I was able to track one of those down, and then I have a couple of the like rarer peas pierces, the Disney Sanrio. On the dream ribbon, which is like this big, like way too big uh, ribbon that you literally like just sock it into the, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like it's huge and it looks ridiculous, but I, it, I think it's, it's, it's pretty cute. Hey, being OTT is always cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some fun ones before we move on to the actual video games. Um, there are a couple that are just really unique. So in 2007, they came out with the Tamagotchus. Came as a set. You grow the relationship between the male and the female Tamas, and they, like, connected. And that's how, you like, you grew the relationship. Mm. Um, so they were sold as a pair. Um, I like I have the black and white checkered ones because it reminds me of Ska. Heck yeah. <laughs> so those are really cute. Um, the gameplay is pretty simple, but, like, it's not about the gameplay. It's about the connecting. That's a cute, um, like, couple's gift thing. It's a, it's a very cute, yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, and then the Tamagotchi, I, I can never say them, the Ochi and the Mezochi, um, they're kind of the same thing. Like, there's one and then the other. And, like, the the Tamagotchis just had, like, a, a soft part on the top that you press together. Um, oh, but these actually, you took, like, a cap off of it and, like, smushed them together for, like, jean <laughs> mashing so the, so like this is the first time like there was like jeans and like involved which was interesting gotcha. they definitely yep. expanded on it in later but this was the first um a fun english release was the tomatown tomago it came out in 2010 you could um uh connect it to a website i believe and it had interchangeable figures and face plates that you could buy extra of and like slip on and off of it um, so those there, it's kind of clunky. Um, it's, it's huge. It's like twice as big as like, as any of the others. Um, but it kind of has to be, to be sturdy enough. Cause the characters are like, you know, probably about an inch and a half tall. So to, to slip it on, it's got to stay up. Um, so those were fun. And then they're coming out with, I'm pretty excited for the actual BTS nanos. <laughs> Cause they're coming with like little, uh, character like um like the members of the band like stands to hold the tamagotchis oh my god that's awesome they're so cute um the kingdom hearts tamagotchi that i i mentioned earlier um there's a new version of the tamagotchi picks coming out later this year and then they, they're releasing smart cards so there's still a lot to go through like there's still a lot of enjoyment to get out of a very old franchise because they're still releasing like there's still a big community on like facebook and stuff like that um like there's groups you know people talk about what they like don't like trade tamagotchis stuff like that it's it's a really fun community to be, to be a part of and that is my rant on tamagotchis because i love them heck yeah that's cool that's cool yeah i it's funny i did not grow up with tamagotchis oh they were definitely like amongst the the people in my classes of course um but i grew up with a pocket pikachu um and i i loved that thing to death um so it's listeners it's like a pedometer so like it has the little step count thing um 
So, of course, what every one of us did was we, you know, sat there in class, like... Shook it. Jack, <laughs> shaking it. Uh, or we put <laughs> it on... About or, to say. Or we put it on, like, a laundry basket on top of the, the, the washer dryer <laughs> and have it... Like, and it kind of worked sometimes. Um, be, and why would you do this? Because your steps count as money towards things that you can buy Pikachu and make him happier and happier. Um... And I think he deserves all the things. Oh my gosh! I think one of the last things you can unlock is like, I just remember, because this is all distant memory for me. But I remember Pikachu on a hang glider, and it being the coolest freaking thing ever. Did um, they? Did, was it released in English or was it oh, yeah. in Japanese? Oh no, it was in English. 100%, okay, percent, one hundred percent. I have one of the Japanese ones. Oh, gotcha. So I yeah. didn't know they were English ones. Oh no, they were like they were out there just, um. It was definitely during the red, blue, Gen One time frame. Uh, maybe around the same time as them releasing Yellow. I think the one I have is Japanese. I don't know. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah, I know that they made. They made, they made a new version. A newer version. They made like a, yep. a color version to go mm -hmm. with like the Game Boy Color and Gen Two stuff. I'm pretty sure, but I never yeah, saw that one. But I knew a lot of kids who had pocket Pikachu's. It definitely came out in the states. Yeah, I didn't know a single person. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I did, but I didn't know a single person that had one. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, Pokemon Fever was crazy, and I was just all into e eating it all up. So <laughs> I was there yep. for pocket Pikachu. Um, I do know there was a couple of folks in my class who were like secret digimon fans because you couldn't be a fan of both for oh, like most kids it was it. like a rivalry thing which is crazy right because clear, clearly the digimon anime was better <laughs> i couldn't stand the the voices i, I tried to get into it because i'm like well i like you know pokemon so i'll probably like digimon too and like i lasted 10 minutes and i'm like this is like nails <laughs> on a chalkboard oh that's totally fair that's totally fair their their voices are not like soothing old... like they don't even have to be soothing they no, just have no. to be like they're, a fraction they're less kids trying annoying. to yeah they're they're trying to sound like kids so they're a little obnoxious for sure it just it had a continuing story it didn't feel like a monster well it was definitely a monster of the week like literally but mm -hmm. it felt like the story was progressing each week unlike kind of like so i love the, the first gen first season of pokemon uh, and i like a few of the other seasons sure um but, but Digimon just, like, dead. the story felt more like a traditional anime where, like, there was a story arc going on. Yeah. And, like, you were moving from bit to bit. And, like, the characters dealt with inner turmoil and they changed. Um, and some seasons are better than the others, of course. But, um, wow. The way tangential, of course. Because the Digimon, like, was, it was a V-pet. It was, like, mm -hmm. Targeted as Tamagotchi for boys because, like, you get to raise dinosaurs and they poop a lot and then they can fight <laughs> each other. Um, so, and they, they've recently, they have recently, I'm, oh, hey, from the makers of Tamagotchi. So it's definitely like the same company. Yeah, just Bandai was, makes them. Yeah, they were just um, marketing towards, you know, a different crowd. Yeah. yeah, Tamagotchis are traditionally marketed towards like teenage girls, mm -hmm. like preteen to teen girls. I will say, uh, I have, cause it, cause they, there's been some anniversaries. They re-released the, the original Digimon mm -hmm. pets. And I have one, um, and I wish I had picked up two. Because one alone is kind of worthless. Like They're not that expensive. They're, they're really like 12, not. I'll probably yeah, pick up another. Yeah, they're 12 bucks. 
They're they're less expensive than the Tamagotchi re-releases, which are like, I think, $20 and generally I don't think worth it. I definitely got... I definitely got bored of, like, cleaning up this dinosaur's poop. And I was like, all right, all right, you can just stop. stop. <laughs> and I put it in the box again. Um, I might pick up another one at some point just to, to experience the the full experience of connecting and fighting them, right? Get one for your wife and make her play with you. Oh, my God, she'll kill me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I totally will. My boyfriend's will. not into them either. <laughs> He's like, you have too many. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, it's like... he. He's confused, but supportive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I'm going to let you do whatever, man. Oh, man. Um, uh, so the other thing I got to talk about is the Dreamcast VMU. And I've talked about this a thousand times, and I will conti- continue to talk about it because it is one of my favorite things ever. And there's a reason why I still have the Dreamcast set up in my game room. Um, the memory cards for this thing were amazing because they had screens on them. And yes, you could this like the games while the system was running would use the screen in the middle of your controller, which was great. Um, sometimes it just showed a logo. Sometimes it showed like actual game information. But the really cool thing is every once in a while, a game would let you load up a special mini game onto the VMU. And then you could take it out and you could walk around with it with its two paltry, um, you know, watch batteries and you could play the mini games wherever you go. And obviously, the biggest one was uh, Chow Adventure, that was from Sonic Adventure. Yeah. And Chow Adventure Two, which is just the same but for Sonic Adventure Two. Um, so you got to raise these little Chow pets, which are freaking adorable little blue cherub things in the Sonic universe. Um, You feed them animals to make them grow and gain characteristics like in different animal characteristics like wings and leopard prints and stuff. And you could then throw your chow onto the VMU and they would go on this adorable little adventure and they would walk around and they would just like they'd be going for a walk and like a bunch of different little tiny stories would happen to them. Um, And it would like. There was a few stats. So the original Chow uh, Garden, like they hid the stats from you. Um, And even I think Sonic Adventure 2 might have hid the stats from you as well. I don't think it was until the DX that they like showed you all the stats. Could be wrong about that. But um, but there were stats that you could. Oh, oh, that's what it was. You could only look at what the stat numbers were on the VMU game. You'd had to load your Chow onto the VMU. And then you could look at what the stat numbers were. You couldn't see it in the main game. And there was one stat that you could only, I think it was the luck stat. You had to like go through this tiny little story about your chow bumping into a genie. And like, if you played certain options just right, then you would get a bump in your luck stat. And it was like the only way. Um, They're freaking adorable. And I love them so much. Um, It's something I definitely wish they would re-release somehow like i don't know how they would do it but you know honestly i think if they were to remaster the sonic adventure games or if they were to put a chow garden into one of the new sonic games they could totally let it so that you could upload your chow to the internet and download it into onto an app on your phone and that would be the perfect analog for that what that experience was like back in the day i totally think a chow garden on your phone that connects to a game would be the best thing um, There's something similar out there. It's not 
like chow, but it's called Melbet's Pod. And you actually like it was a I have it because it was a Kickstarter. That's cool. Um, it's a phone app, but you also get this like little like egg looking creature mm. that you like, you know, incubate and raise and play with. And then you like set it out onto the Internet. Oh, that's wicked cool. I'll have to get I'll have to ask you about that again later to look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. There was a few games, only a handful of games had uh, like a proper good game to download onto your VMU. I know that um, Skies of Arcadia had Pinta's Quest, which is actually my favorite because it is like just this crazy like airship adventure thing. Um, just a bunch of cute little vignettes and mini games. Um, and I, I think that um, Soul Calibur actually had a bunch of mini games from what I'm remembering. I don't think I've played that one though. Um, but it was cool. You know, the batteries died pretty quickly. Um, I will say that the Dreamcast VMUs, the connector on the top of it that you're supposed to, like you can get a cap and everyone loses the cap on their VMUs. Um, you, you plug that into your controller. You can plug the way they designed it was that you can plug the, the VMUs together. So I think that some of them, I think the soul caliber one, maybe, um, definitely the Chow Adventure one, I think. You could connect the two Chows and, like, trade thing, Like, either trade your Chow or trade mm -hmm. items or something. Oh, because you could put items in there, too. That's right. Oh, I'm telling, trying to remember. Because I've never, I've never had another person to, like, you know, VMU to VMU talk. Um, you could also, because they were memory cards, you could just, like, trade, like, save files. Like, because it was your memory cards. You could just trade your save files, like by connecting your VMU to, to your buddies, um, which is interesting. Um, so on another platform, Sony experimented with trying to copy the Dreamcast VMU with the Pocket Station. And I don't really remember which one was first, but I have a sneaking suspicion that Sega was first in this one case because Sony didn't go all in. Like this was just an experiment and they didn't use it for a lot of things. Um, but the one notable game for the Pocket Station, so it was just a PlayStation 1 memory card that had, like, little Game Boy buttons, um, just like the <laughs> VMU. And I think Final Fantasy VII or VIII came with Chocobo World, and it was very much very similar to Chow Adventure. You know, your little Chocobo goes on a bunch of adventures. And I think like Penta's Quest, you could kind of tell tell the Chocobo like, hey, go explore this area. Hey, go explore that area. And then you like, there was a way to get items and stuff back into the main game from Chocobo's world. So a lot like Penta's Quest did as well. And it was really cool. And I know about it only because the PC release of Final Fantasy VIII had the Chocobo world as like a little Windows desktop like mini game. Uh, and I think even the Steam version, some of the Steam versions of Final Fantasy VIII, um, you can launch Pentis Quest. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> in, in, in Skies of Arcadia Land. Uh, sorry, you could you could launch Chocobo's world. Um, so that's really cool. So that's where that comes from. That's why there's that little weird LCD minigame that comes with your Final Fantasy VIII Steam release. Um, is it because it was it was on a, a pocket station thing? So that's uh, I just like that. It's really really. I think cool. we talked about it a few episodes ago because I played that um, that Switch game that was a remake of a Wii game that was based on that oh. PS One game. Whoa! Yeah. I think so. 
I didn't like the remake that much. I got bored mm-hmm. of it pretty quick. Um, but it's pretty cool that they kind of kind of brought it back. Yeah, I think they're slightly different. But I, think it's, I it's definitely not have a true clone. But you're it's right. Just, I definitely have talked about this before. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the, a it's just a LCD V pet that was just a chocobo. It was wicked cute. Yeah. I oh. think the Switch game was just based on like yeah. take it. They took the idea from the what you're talking about and made this. I I want to ne- say it was a Wii game. I never made that connection when we talked about it. That I only did because I looked it up. That that would have been what it would have been inspired by. Interesting. Whoa. Um, when you're like, I know that game. I looked yeah. it up, and then um, it was like, oh, look at that. Um, so another obscure one that I'm like, I think is wicked cool is I don't know if you've ever seen a Wonder Swan. Um, I think it's I don't think there was an American Wonder Swan. I've seen plenty of Wonder Swans at like anime shops and things, but I think they're all Japanese because I'm pretty sure all the games are Japanese. Um, but there was an Evangelion game for the Wonder Swan, and um, and it was kind of a V pet game where you were. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Evangelion. Yes, um, deeply. Awesome. So you're Koji, sorry Kaji, uh, and Kaji's going around and talking to people down at Nerve and around town, and you have to take care of Adam, like. Like the fetus version of Adam that he shows up with in Gendo's office, like you take care of that as a V pet, and it That's like wonderful and horrifying. You know, I it? wonder, I wonder if they took the Tamagotchi programming from that. I wonder, I wonder. I just know that the like the Evangelion game for the Wonder Swan is a V pet, and I'm like, really I had to look it up. It's really cool that That's, that. But also, that if is, you've yeah. ever seen uh, Evangelion two. Uh, 2.22, the, the second movie. Um, Asuka's playing a Wonder Swan. Like, when they're, oh. at the, when they're at the aquarium, she's playing a Wonder Swan. Um, so it's a nice little callback. Um, I always liked the, the video game references they had, because even in the, the anime, um, when Asuka goes over her friend's house, um, they're playing the Sega Saturn, and the Sega Saturn had some exclusive visual novels. Um, Evangelion visual novels. So... I, I always like the video game references they have in, in that. But yeah, Asuka's playing an older swan all the time. And but the, did Shinji the... get in the robot? <laughs> but did Shinji get in the damn robot? <laughs> I don't... Honestly, with the V-Pet game, uh, the Evangelion, I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Because I think you just play the whole game as Kaji, so... Yeah, probably not. But I know yeah. that, like, I think if you, like, power up the angel that you're taking care of, like you can use it to fight or something at the very end or so. That's cool, but also like deeply unsettling. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you mean Evangelion? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Endearing, but deeply unsettling. Yeah. yeah. That, that sums it up. That's Ooh, it. Yeah. Speaking of deeply unsettling, uh, I want oh, I, I definitely wanted to mention the two pet games that use microphones. Um, so the deeply unsettling one is Seaman for, um for the dreamcast so it used the dreamcast microphone i think it came with a microphone in the box and you take care of this fish with like a man's face on it and i'm pretty yes i've seen that it's the worst thing ever (laughs) yep oh god and i'm pretty sure they have some like uh original i think they have like sulu from the original star trek as like the voice of this 
crazy fish and you just like talk to him and it's totally like this weird middle-aged man the fish <laughs> the game um i actually have yeah. i have not played this one despite playing most games on the dreamcast this is one because i just have not gotten at my it's not enticing enough for me to go out and buy a microphone why would you want to play it like it's just <laughs> like i've seen it i've seen it and i know what you're talking about and i hate it it's literally like <laughs> a salmon like yep. trout fish with this like head it's Hello, just i am a fish yeah i just i can't i've seen it and i it's so unsettling <laughs> And then, of course, the other infamous uh, microphone-based pet game is Hey You, Pikachu, for the N64 and the N64 microphone that came with it. Um, all I really know about that game is that people have said that the microphone, the voice recognition is pretty mostly just volume-based <laughs> and not actually <laughs> trying to recognize that you've told Pikachu to do something. Um Supposedly, it can recognize a couple, a handful of words um, that you can say to it. Like, supposedly, if you say the word PlayStation, he'll, like, get mad and Thundershock or something. Um, <laughs> I have, again, I have not gone out and, and grabbed myself an N64 microphone um, to go out and play Hey You Pikachu. Maybe one of these days I will, because, I don't know. Uh, I like weird, weird control mechanisms and... And yelling too, yeah. at your TV is definitely a weird control mechanism. I would imagine that, I mean, the technology wasn't even that much better when you got to the, like, 3DS, or the original DS. Do you remember the original Nintendogs? Where, like, I could just not get it to recognize any <laughs> stupid commands. And, like, I liked the game, but, like, my dogs were very untrained because I just, I could, like, I don't know if my microphone was broken um, I own the one for the 3DS, but I haven't really played it. Um, I like that one because it's got cats, and I'm more of a cat person. Um, I don't know if the Pets games, like P-E-T-Z, those games, I don't know if they had uh, mic connectivity, but I feel like it would probably be better because there was a thousand of those games, and they just like poured money into the development because um, they were popular like kids really liked them I, I was working at a game store when they were like at their height of popularity and like they they sold really well like boys and girls so oh, but so good yeah i will say um uh, there is one honorable mention because i have zero percent experience with these games but um do you remember the old 90s games creatures no Oh my gosh, they are the most 90s looking thing ever. Um, and I had a few friends who were like wicked big fans. Um, they, they, I don't know, they give off like, like Lost in Space 1999 alien pet creature vibes. They give off like um, that sort of CG look that like like a little high because it was a pc game it was like it wasn't like donkey kong it was more like um like movie cg like early movie cg yeah um kind of like an abe's odyssey kind of look okay that kind of that kind of look to it um so that era but just a little bit higher res definitely that that like sgi pre-rendered look um mm -hmm. yeah i just i all i know is that it was it was a you know artificial life game and that some kids I knew 
really dug it. And I just I had to mention it as like an honorable mention, um, knowing nothing about it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Really cool. I'm really? still thinking of fish. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've to seen have... that in my nightmares tonight. Oh, I'm Ugh. sorry to mention Seaman. <laughs> It's just, it's also just such an unfortunate name. Like, why would you name that? Why? 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 It's funny. Sega, sometimes every once in a while, they'll, know, they'll come I out know. with some shock value game n- name for their games. Like, oh, what was it? They had like a, a XY touch me or something on the DS. <laughs> um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. I'm totally getting the name wrong, but, but it, it was like... very much like that. Um, there's also like a WarioWare touched game, which I realize isn't sega but sure. it was just like questionable yeah the ds had a lot of those um but i think it was just like it was just a, min- a bunch of mini games about like people people falling in love and dating and stuff and it was actually kind of wholesome and cute um despite like the like ratchet and clank levels of suggestivity in the name um god <laughs> uh i i don't know i think i've run out of my v pets knowledge uh i'm i'm digging i love the little lcd things as i said i just picked up a play date um and i'm hoping to have you know maybe there'll be some v pet thing on here and if not i have a if lot there of... is i will buy one just for the v pet well you know what maybe i've got i've got the sdk downloaded and maybe i'll get off my butt and and program a v pet game for it <laughs> <laughs> because it is uh, very inspiring. I'll be your tester. I am a yeah. an expert at at like you know little virtual V pets. I do. So I I am actually. It's funny because I have a Instagram called like oh god, what's it? Um, irresponsible Tomacare. Because like I love Tamagotchis, <laughs> but I have like a really bad tension attention span yeah and like it's just pictures of like me like accidentally making them sad or killing them oh, no. or like there's a picture of me like on a nice beach like left my tamagotchi at home it's starving um so for as much as i like them i'm not amazing at taking care of them oh, yeah. i just think they're adorable yeah maybe on, i i think years ago like maybe like 10 years ago when i first started my steampunk group um one of the things I was supposed to do and I was super jazzed about was to make a, a VPET game for our website. And I just, I, I did not have any experience. I would play I had, a little steampunk. <laughs> I had no idea how to design a VPET game because I hadn't actually played any of them other than like Pocket Pikachu. And it was just, I, I kind of did a half-assed job to be honest, but it was mostly just because I didn't have enough depth and knowledge right about well, if you it, want but... to borrow some to make one oh, I, yeah. <laughs> we live in the same city and i own a bunch of them that's fair well, well yeah i'd love to to see i just i need to know more about how they play really um yeah. i definitely love the the sort of bunch of little tiny stories thing that like the chocobo world and the chow adventure things did um i i kind of dig that style you know i'd love the pocket pikachu um and I think it was because of the weird gimmick of it being a pedometer. Um, yeah, they just... actually made a lot of those. A lot of different. There's there's Hello Kitty pedometers. There's a weird McDonald's one that's like in the shape of a hamburger. That was like a, a Japanese like McDonald's oh, that's toy. Cool. Okay. Um, I can definitely imagine like a purple grimace shaped one, right? <laughs> so. was, I think it's just a ham. It's like a weird hamburger shape. Oh. With lettuce buttons. 
Yeah. I mean, the Tamagotchis, you feed, you, but you also have to make sure they're, like, happy. So you, like, play games with them mm. um, to raise their happiness. You can, like, take them out. Some of them, um, like, go to different locations to, like, play with other, like, Tamagotchis on the device or play little, um, like, games that are specific to that location. Um, you can pick up, like, items, like, make buy items with points. And that, playing with those, like, raises their happiness as well you can go to the park so there's a lot of like little things you can do um and it's not really that hard to learn how to do the like use the japanese ones either um like yeah. it doesn't take that much like well, you there's guides out there I was like say, most, time, most like vpet stuff it's all like symbols on the screen or at least it was when it was just like it's a little more complicated now it is a little bit more complicated yeah. now all right all right i dig that yeah. i dig that but it's still not that hard to use yeah like i my first color Tamagotchi was the Sanrio mix. And I was nervous because I didn't know if I would be able to learn how to play it. But it, it really didn't take that long. Like I watched a couple of videos, like looked at a guide because um, there's a lot of people in the like Japanese speaking people in the community that like translate stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the P's you can actually patch with a phone to be in mostly English. Oh, that's cool. Um. I can't remember. I don't think you. I don't remember if you can do it with the the for you. I don't remember. Uh, I haven't used mine in a while, and like I have a, one of my P's is patched because I I purchased it that way because I don't actually have a device that will connect to either. The I my old phone used to connect to the for you, and then it updated, and now it doesn't. So. Oh no! So I need to invest in like a phone to to connect to the two of them. <laughs> a phone just for your Tamagotchis. I love it. Yeah, I mean it's not the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. When it's it comes not, to and and I have I have spare old phones that just live with old Google Daydream VR headsets, so yeah. it's not unreasonable. I mean, I or bought both unreasonable cases for my Tom, like crocheted cases for my Tamagotchis <laughs> to like give them a layer of protection and just they're cute too. So. That's, that's awesome. I, I gotta I will, be extra. I will lean on them. Maybe we're both ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's why we're friends. <laughs> uh, yep. We just encourage each other too, which is probably dangerous. It's very dangerous. <laughs> Your significant others are probably like, Oh God, what? <laughs> what if what if, what are they getting into this time yep um, oh. i think that about does it yeah yeah so so speaking of what we're getting into next time uh, what are you what are you getting into next i'm gonna play whatever my heart desires because i have no idea i have so many plan. things i could play um but honestly i just haven't had the emotional energy to start anything new mm. so i've just been playing like i did buy because it was on sale and i told myself I wasn't going to buy any more games, but uh, it was like $5 on the Switch, on the Switch site, or Switch, uh, the Nintendo shop, the um, uh, DC Villains. Oh, game, okay. The, the Lego DC Villains game. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm like, I just want something simple, and I don't want to spend the $50 on the Star Wars one. Yeah. Like, could I? Yes. Do I really want to? No, I'll just wait till it goes on sale. Right. Um. So I'll probably do something like that. Play more Fortnite with my like comfort things for yeah. now. It's all um, plan. Yeah. So I don't think I'm gonna start anything new anytime in the next couple of weeks. But we'll see. If I uh, if I change my mind, I'll report back next episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm as I said. I'm halfway through Bloom on the play date, and I'm and you know another week will roll by, and I'll get another couple games, and I'll see how I like those. 
Um, I'm halfway through Ollie Ollie World, uh, and I'm digging it. I think I will try play it until it's too hard. Um, <laughs> I, I, this is basically... when I give up on games too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a lot easier than the previous couple of games, so I do I have hope that I will get to the end of it and and finish. Um, and then I just recently picked up because it was like. I got some Steam money, and it was like on like a maybe a five dollar <laughs> sale. Uh, I picked up Fist, which is an acronym, and I'm not going to bother looking it up. You're uh, anthropomorphic rabbit with a giant steam powered fist, um, and it is like <laughs> the aesthetic is like if if Final Fantasy VII were an anthro Metroidvania, like that's the aesthetic. Picturing that goddamn fish. Um, <laughs> Kick it out of my head. <laughs> well, well, listeners, I hope that you can't get Seaman out of your head either. Suffer. <laughs> For the entire time you will be waiting until our next episode, you will be consumed Don't by the haunting, it, man. haunting Don't image it. of Seaman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm done this is over <laughs> thank you so much for joining it everybody until next time <laughs>